This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. Hey everybody, Nikki Young here, back with episode 4 of my new true crime podcast, Serial Napper. So today's case is hot off the press. Um, It happened just a few weeks ago amongst all of this chaos surrounding COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Because I'm a highly paranoid being, I kind of wondered if we might see something like this happening, but I was still kind of surprised that it happened so soon. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about in a minute. But before we jump into this case, I want to take a second to thank you all so much for listening and again for all of the wonderful support and feedback. I feel like I'm really starting to find my footing, so I hope you'll stick it out with me and I'll try my best to bring you a couple of new episodes every single week. I also want to remind you of a little giveaway I have happening on my Facebook until the end of April. I'm giving away a fun true crime subscription box from Just Killin' Time. The box is jam-packed with true crime swag and I know you're going to love it. When I saw this subscription box online, I think it was an ad that came up on my Facebook page. I knew I had to subscribe and at the time they weren't shipping to Japan so I had to send them an email and ask them to ship me one and mine should be coming very soon. So you can find all of the details on this giveaway and how you can enter to win one over on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash Serial Napper. That's S-E-R-I-A-L-N-A-P-P-E-R. All right, let's jump in. So this is the case of 51-year-old Gretchen Anthony from Jupiter, Florida, who has not been seen since, since March 20th of 2020. So this is a very, very recent case, and it still is very much developing. Um, there's not a whole lot of details surrounding this case, so I'm going to give you as much information as we know um, as of today. But Gretchen has yet to be found, so I'm probably going to have to do an update as more details are released. Gretchen married David Anthony in 2015 in Nevada. However, they were in the process of getting a divorce. 
They had both signed the petition for divorce in February, and it's a bit unclear to me if they were living in the same residence still or if they were living separately. Um, He had been seen a few times visiting her at the home, so um, I'm not sure if he was still living there part-time, but I do believe he had his own residence as well. On March 24th, friends and family begin to receive text messages from Gretchen's phone stating that she had tested positive for COVID-19 at Jupiter Medical Center and she was being held by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Another text message claimed she was being taken by a CDC-approved task force to a center in Belglade where they were sedating her and keeping her comfortable because she was having difficulty breathing. The messages seemed a little bit off to her friends and family. Some of the wording just didn't feel like it was written by Gretchen. They thought that maybe David had been writing on her behalf. Um, but they weren't really sure. They just, they seemed to be really sketchy messages. And the last that they had heard, Gretchen was quite healthy. So family members phoned the clinic and hospital for more information. Obviously, they were worried about Gretchen and they wanted to check in on her and see how she was doing. According to a police report, staff at the hospital, the clinic, told them that nobody by the name of Gretchen Anthony had been admitted to either medical facility in recent days. Additionally, a friend of hers decided that they would stop by the resident and, you know, just check in on her and see if she was okay. And neither David or Gretchen were to be found. So at that point, a relative reported Gretchen missing and alerted police about the suspicious texts. When police showed up to their home on March 26th for a wellness check, nobody was home. Officers talked to a neighbor who had been standing outside who asked unprompted if they were investigating the attack that occurred Saturday morning. Now, police officers didn't know what the neighbor was talking about, so they did a little bit more digging. On the morning after Gretchen was last seen in her home, which was March 21st, Neighbors heard a blood-curdling scream around 6 a.m. in the morning. The scream said, no, no, it hurts. And it was a woman's voice, a woman who was assumed to be Gretchen. A couple of days later, another neighbor had noticed someone in the garage of the Anthony's house. And they were um, cleaning the garage floor with a chemical cleaner and water, which at the time seemed a little bit strange. Over the next few days, neighbors saw a black pickup truck parked near the Anthony's home. And it was covered with a tarp, so... All of these things together kind of added up to be some sort of weird situation. One witness texted David Anthony to ask whether he had seen Gretchen on the same day that neighbors had heard that screaming coming from the couple's garage. And at the time, David's reply didn't match the other texts that he had been sending about her being treated for COVID-19. In this text... He said, she mentioned something about going to the beach to ground herself because she wasn't feeling well. Then she proceeded to tell me I should plead insanity on some bogus police charges I've been dealing with. 
Now we're going to talk about those bogus charges that David Anthony was talking about in this text message um, because there was some really weird stuff happening in the days leading up to Gretchen's dis- disappearance. A week before Gretchen disappeared, David was seen acting really weird in Riviera Beach. He approached a group of young girls who were approximately 15 years old, and he was pacing back and forth. He was sweating profusely, and obviously the weird behavior prompted a call to the police. When an officer approached him, the officer noticed that his license plate had been tampered with using black electrical tape to alter the numbers on the tag. When he was questioned about the tape, he blamed his 12-year-old stepdaughter and he tried to leave. The officer held him at gunpoint after Anthony tried to grab something beneath the driver's seat. Now, we don't know what that object was that he was grabbing, but he was grabbing for something. And so obviously the officer at that point had to take action and pull his weapon out and point it at David. When another officer tried to handcuff David, um, he repeatedly slammed his car door on the officer's arm. So obviously he had a really aggressive, violent nature. He was arrested on March 14th for resisting an officer with violence, and he posted bails four days later, according to some of the court records. This all happened just a week before his wife went missing, which is all really, really strange. Now, neither Gretchen or David was to be found anywhere. During the investigation, police interviewed Gretchen Anthony's boss, who said she'd last been at work on March 20th. Her boss had checked with their insurance provider, and he learned that there had been no claims made on her health insurance policy, so she hadn't made a claim at any medical facilities, which obviously means that David was lying. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in True Accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. 
Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes? Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors fresh, never frozen meals that are also dietitian approved. No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code NAPPER50 at factormeals.com slash NAPPER50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Police obtained a warrant to search the Anthony's home at this time. They found a rag and some cleaners in the kitchen. And in the washing machine, they found towels stained with something that was like a reddish substance and it looked like blood. A broken glass frame was found upstairs and small drops of what appeared to be blood were also found on the master bedroom wall. The garage door was locked with a key that was broken off inside the lock. When officers breached the door, they found moisture on the floor and what appeared to be bleach stains leading to the driveway. On March 27th, a cadaver dog was brought in and the dog alerted to blood detected on the floor of the garage, basically exactly where a neighbor had seen someone cleaning the floor just days prior. Obviously, with all of this evidence, David Anthony was now the prime suspect and wanted in connection with the disappearance of his wife. At that point, detectives tried, but they were unable to reach David for questioning. According to an affidavit, a woman at his home said he'd left March 24th with his dog and said he was moving to Costa Rica. So this affidavit says that he was living at another home, even though he had been seen by other people visiting his former wife's uh, residence quite often. Now, while David was on the run, he went to a store in Pensacola, Florida, intending to sell a bag of jewelry. One of the items was a David Yerman ring, and a clerk um, let authorities know it turns out Gretchen owned that kind of ring. 
a clerk from a different jewelry store in Pensacola, also told investigators that David said his mother or stepmother died of COVID-19, which isn't true at all. Police obtained a warrant for their phone records, and what they discovered was that both his and his wife's cell phones were pinging off phone towers in Texas. At that point, you know, the the search was on, and he was arrested in New Mexico on March 31st and charged in his wife's disappearance. David now sits in a New Mexico jail cell, awaiting extradition back to Palm Beach County. Now, Gretchen's dark blue Mini Cooper was found in the parking lot of the Jupiter Medical Center. Her purse was found inside, so if she's missing at this point, she doesn't have her belongings, and we all know that a woman does not leave anywhere without her purse, her ID, her cell phone, all of that. Security video footage at the Jupiter Medical Center showed that the car was driven into the hospital by a taller white male who exited the vehicle's driver's side on March 24th. Now, as of today, when I'm recording this, April 18th, I can't find any news sources reporting that they may have found Gretchen or there's any sort of lead or information as to what have has happened um, or if they found her body or anything. But from, you know, every account and fact that we've learned, it appears that she may have been killed by her husband. Now, since David's arrest, attempts to reach her immediate family haven't been successful. Obviously, they're taking this time to just really reflect on what happened and uh, to come to terms with things. Uh, Her mother and twin brother live in Florida. She also has a sister who lives at the shore and a 12-year-old daughter from her previous marriage. Um, Apparently, the child is now with Gretchen Anthony's mother. A former classmate and friend of Gretchen Anthony said, She was the most beautiful person inside and out. She had the best heart and soul and would do anything for anybody. So what happened to Gretchen? Where is her body? Not that anyone ever has a legitimate reason, but why did he kill his wife? What was going on? Why was he approaching 15-year-old girls? What was with his weird behavior in the days leading up to her disappearance? I would say that I can't believe someone would use the coronavirus as a cover-up for their wife's murder, but uh, yeah, I kind of do. I do believe it, especially with all of us self-isolating at our home and with our families and, you know, there's no one really around to have their eye on you. It kind of seems almost like the perfect situation for something like this to happen. So here's a little reminder to check on all of your loved ones during this time. Some of us are at home in our pajamas, drinking wine, watching Netflix. Uh, Me, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing. But think about all of the abused and battered women out there who are now stuck inside of their homes with their abusers. This can be a really dangerous situation for them, and tensions are at an all-time high. There is obviously a direct correlation with the increase in abuse cases, um, as there are to you know the fact that we've been self-isolating for the last God only knows how long. Here in Tokyo, um, well... We, we are now in a state of emergency, but it has taken them quite some time to kind of lock down the city. 
but we have taken it upon ourselves to isolate since it's been the end of February, actually. While I was researching Gretchen's case, another news article popped up about an Illinois man who suspected that his girlfriend had contracted coronavirus, and he fatally shot her and then himself. Deputies went to the couple's home in Lockport Township around 8 p.m. on Thursday for a welfare check at the request of their parents. Um, They grew worried after not hearing from him for a while, and they found both the man and his girlfriend dead of gunshot wounds. Now, as detectives and crime scene technicians processed their home, The couple's loved ones arrived, and they stated that the man had been scared that he and his girlfriend had both contracted COVID-19 virus, and that his girlfriend was tested just two days ago. At the time, it was reported that she was having a hard time breathing, and so he really suspected that she had the COVID-19 virus. The family also stated that, to their knowledge, she had not received the test results, so they weren't aware if she, in fact, had the virus or not. But testing done after the shooting showed that the man's fears were unfounded. Both of them tested negative for coronavirus. Now, these stories aren't meant to scare you obviously, but I think it's important to remember all of the other mental and social issues um, that can develop in a time like this where we're all at home quarantining and self-isolating. It's essential to fight the virus, obviously, of course. I am a firm believer that everything needs to stay closed right now. Um, You may disagree with me. That's okay. You're allowed to have your own opinion, but I really do believe that everything needs to stay closed. We all need to stay at home until we really get a grip on this thing and we understand the full weight of it and a vaccine is developed. But it also becomes a very dangerous situation for anyone who might have a mental illness for um, anyone suffering from anxiety or depression, for those who are battling addictions, and then also for those who might be living in unhealthy relationships. The current crisis also makes it much more difficult for victims to seek help. As medical facilities around the world scramble to respond to the coronavirus, health systems are becoming really overloaded. So it makes it really difficult for victims to get access to medical care or, you know, to contact therapists. Um, They're also, you know, afraid of contracting a deadly virus while they're getting help. So they, they isolate. And I'm sure their abusers take this time to further isolate them from friends and family as they normally would. This is really uncharted territory. Please, please, please keep in contact with your loved ones. Let's keep each other safe from the coronavirus and obviously from those who aim to hurt others. I'm going to leave it with this. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence, make sure you contact the Domestic Violence Hotline. It's a national service and you can contact them via text or you can call them at 1-800-799-7233. Now, this case is obviously far from over. Gretchen hasn't been found as of me recording this. We don't know what happened to her. We don't know what his motive was. 
but I'm sure we're going to be getting um, more details soon. So hopefully the next time that I talk to you, she is found for all of her friends and family so that they can put her to rest and, you know, get a little bit of close, closure and, and close this this chapter of their lives. I, I can't possibly imagine having a loved one be murdered in cold blood while you're also dealing with all of the stress that's going on today. And, you know, they probably feel a little bit responsible, a little bit um, extra upset that they weren't able to see her and keep in touch with her and keep her safe because we're all kind of at home self-isolating. So... That's it for this story tonight. This one is a bit of a short one because there aren't too many details that have been released other than um, what I've stated here. But um, if you if you see anything else posted, any other news sources, please get in touch with me. I, I want to keep track of this case. Um, and if you happen to have any details, if you're listening out of Florida and you saw something or you know something, make sure you get in touch with authorities and let's bring Gretchen home. All right. Thanks, everyone. I'll see you next time. Bye.